When you start off, when you have a holiday that you're preaching on, it falls on a holiday, there's always a little extra difficulty because it's like, well, my topic's already picked for me. And it seems like, or there's certain expectations you have when you're preaching on a holiday. And you might think, well, that seems easy enough. You already know what to preach on. But it's actually not that easy because you feel like you're stuck in a certain, certain thing you have to preach. And especially if you're like me and you've grown up in church and you've heard more Mother's Day messages than you could possibly ever keep count of, and you're kind of like, well, what do I do with that? You know, it's really hard to be original or anything like that. So uh, some prayer was put into this and saying, okay, Lord, what do you want to do with this? This is a, this is a good experience for me as I'm learning to preach. What, what would you want me to do? So the Lord kept bringing me back to... Uh, Exodus 20, verse 12. Honor your father and mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Kept bringing me back to honoring your parents, honoring your father and mother. And yes, the focus today is Mother's Day, but you may be here, I may not be preaching on Father's Day, or someone may listen to this and not hear a Father's Day message, so keep an open mind when we're talking about honoring our parents for both mothers and fathers. And I look at this verse, I'm like, that's great, but that's like half the churches in the country are going to be preaching that verse today, so I'm kind of like, okay, what do I do with this? And uh, you look at things, of you can always preach on Proverbs 31 with uh, women and mothers there, or you can... Uh, last year, actually, uh, Eddie preached on women of noble character, and Pastor Chad preached on honoring your mother and living an honorable life. And that message stuck with me because this, this verse talks about that you may live long in the land the Lord your God has given you. And I remember, I actually did not re-listen to it. I actually just re- it stuck with me from last year that as a society, if you if you fail to show honor you end up as a society, the Lord has to take you out of that land that he gave you. And I thought that was a really cool uh, point. So I'm not going to redo that point. I would encourage you to listen to that message from last year. It's on <clears throat> on Podbean and on uh, Facebook and Spotify, all those. You can to get that aspect of it. What I want to focus on today is the part of honoring your father and mother but maybe maybe you're already good at that for your parents. We're going to talk a couple of different angles here. We'll talk on honoring your father and mother, but also realizing everybody has a father and mother, and sometimes how you interact with somebody may impact how someone else interacts with their father and mother. Follow me here. We'll, we'll get there. Before I get to that point, I do want to get to the point where we are seeing the different relationships around us, the different directions that we face, the different roles we play. I do want to address kind of the typical Mother's Day message or typical Father's Day message. And if you've noticed, and this has been said before, your typical Mother's Day message is all moms are amazing and awesome and we celebrate moms. And your typical Father's Day message is, dads, you should be trying harder. You need to do a better job. You need to try harder. You need to, and that has been, that is so true. That is, that is the usual format that's followed. And I, 
am sure many, many messages today will be, and moms are amazing. Moms are absolutely amazing. I have a wonderful relationship with both my parents. Moms are great. But sometimes this day can be a little hard for some people because not every mom, despite the myth, the mythology of it, not everybody has a great relationship with their mom. Not every mom necessarily did a great job. Some find it when they hear this, they're like, oh, I wish I could, wish I felt the same way that everybody else seems to feel when it comes to the topic of moms. And it can be very hard for them to say that because this is a topic that we don't normally talk about. It's normally just painted with a very wide brush. Moms are awesome. And if you have issues with your dad, volumes are written on that. Their entire, it's very easy, it's almost it's commonplace in our society to say you had issues with your dad. Everybody seems to get that. But if you've had issues with your mom, that is almost taboo to say in, in a lot of circles. You almost say, well, there must be something wrong with you. In reality, in real life, there are moms who were not nurturing. They were angry. And they taught their kids that those that their kid that kids believe that they're worthless or stupid or something wrong with them because of the way their moms ta- treated them and taught them. Some people, their mom was a criminal and was in pr- and went to prison. They really did hardly even knew their mom. Some, the mom had mental health issues, and the kids felt like that they had to raise her. What's called reverse parenting. And some have conditions where their mom abandoned the family and moved away, took off. And I personally know people with every one of these conditions. It's common enough that I I can, in my head, rattle off a list of people that I know that actually have those issues. I, I didn't always know people like that. I was raised in a Christian home, mom and dad, Uh, Raised in Christian schools with a lot of stable Christian church families. Worked at a Christian, uh, worked in a Christian environment. Then I went to college, secular college, and I had some naive ideas when I went in when I started secular college about family structures. And I'd kind of always heard, you know, for well, you know, what young people need to learn is to, is you know, their parents are always right and you're and they're always wrong, and people need to. And you need to keep telling these youth to obey their parents, and that's all. That's what I knew. I went into college, and I encountered people, still rel- relatively young people. Yes, we were all at least eighteen years old or so, but still very young. And they're they're, you know, you listen to someone, they're like, "Yeah, my mom's pressuring my brother to start doing drugs." Well, I never encountered that before. I hadn't heard that before. Oh, yeah, my mom's pressuring me to start drinking like she does, wants to go out and drink. Yeah, my mom, and you start hearing the real-life experiences, not the nice church family that you kind of thought somehow you knew wasn't true for everybody, but kind of thought it was. I remember in one class, uh, me and another guy, we were doing a speech on the death penalty, and his, his approach was, um, we want to make sure that everybody, uh, you know, what if, what would you want done to a criminal who had, uh, who had murdered your mom? 
he gave that example, and this one girl was like, I would thank somebody if they murdered my mom. She was dead serious, too. And the look on his face, probably the same look on my face, but I just know the look on his face, we caught us completely off guard. Because we had this idea that everybody has this relationship with their mom, that like we did, and that wasn't true. And I began to learn, I began to learn not to assume that everybody has got that same relationship with their mom. Not everybody has the... And I think we tend to present sometimes people feel, well, everybody else does, and I'm somehow uniquely wrong. That's not true. It's more common than we think and we talk about. So Ephesians 6.1 says... Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And I want to point out today that the Scripture says, Obey your parents in the Lord. It doesn't just blanketly say, Obey your parents. Like those cases that I was dealing with in college, there were times where mom or dad were trying to push the kids to do something very destructive. You would not want to obey parents in that regard, something very contrary to what God would want for you. I was working at a place where uh, one of the uh, older men was kind of mentoring one of the younger men was saying the younger man was dealing with his mom's mental health issues. He's saying, I don't know what to do. I can't obey her. She's, she's telling me the wrong things. She wants to do the wrong things. And the uh, older man was counseling him, look, the scripture says honor your mom. doesn't say you always obey. There's times where you can't. and begin to mentor him in the difference between honoring and obeying. Honoring somebody is not earned. Honor is not necessarily earned in Scripture. Because we can say, oh, that person doesn't deserve honor. And yet Scripture repeatedly tells us, honor your spouse but doesn't really give any qualifiers that they have to meet for you to do that. It says, honor the king and ruling authorities. And you're realizing Paul's writing this, and he's under the authority of the Roman government that's in groups that are persecuting him, and not, not good authorities, but he's still saying honor them. He talks about honoring your bosses, your masters, even if they're harsh, not just the good ones, but even the ones that treat you harshly. Honor and going, wait a minute, there's a scriptural principle here. If you honor, the, the honor you give causes you to receive a blessing. And it's not dependent on the other person earning that honor. And that applies to the parents too. And it can be extremely difficult. Parents can create wounds unlike any other, in my opinion, unlike any other person in your life because you're such a small child when you interact with them. You're so vulnerable. The commandment of honor your father and mother is right there in that Exodus is right there in the Ten Commandments. And it's right in between the things about God and then the things about people. It's the transition one between honoring God and the Sabbath and then he transitions into relationships with people. And it talks about honoring your father and mother and then not murdering, not lying. And it lays down the foundation of your foundation of how you interact with people is based on how you interact with your parents. First and foremost, your parents are typically the first ones that ever teach you how to interact with other human beings. 
And it's so tempting, especially as a child, you almost see your parents, you can, you can easily kind of see your parents almost godlike. They, they feed you like, you, you, you don't understand what goes into providing shelter, providing food or something that like this, this, these, these entities give you these things. And, and, it, and that can put you in a very vulnerable spot when they wound you, when they say something hurtful, do something hurtful. That can be a very deep wound from a very young age. And I want to, I, I say that to affirm how very real that is. Never want to be very, very sure that we never make light of that pain because that's real. And being real, it needs to be dealt with. I think the mom issues, as absolutely seriously as dad issues are, and they are very serious, I almost I would caution that mom issues are some of the most dangerous because that's a place that church doesn't really want to go, doesn't really want to talk about. And that's a place where bitterness can hide out. And I have to warn that bitterness towards parents has a tendency to be passed on to the next generation. There's something about saying, I'm never going to end up like my mom or dad. And so often that person ends up like their mom or dad. And you say, how's that, how's that possible? But ask yourself, how did the parent end up like that? How did the mom or dad end up like that in the first place? Probably hurts and wounds that were never healed, resolved in them in the first place. That's how they passed it on to you. And unless you do something different, you're going to pass it on to someone else. That difference needs to be not just that I'm going to behave different, not this, oh, I'm not going to make the same choices. It's going to be I'm going to go to God. I'm not going to be a conduit for that hurt to keep going forward. It's going to stop here. It's going to stop here with me because I'm going to deal with it with God. and I'm going to get healed. I'm not going to pass that on to anybody else. And I knew when I was doing these notes, I built so much more of a sermon into this, and I do want to make a couple more points. But I knew when I was doing this, and I knew this morning, the Lord saying, you had, you had your idea of what this message was going to focus on, but I'm going to take it, I'm going to focus it on this issue here, on, on issues with mom, uh, issues, unresolved issues with moms. So I want to make sure, um, Tracy, if you'll be ready, I know it's very early, but I feel like we need some altar time, we need some prayer time with this this morning. Um, I will go ahead and say that you may be one that's like me and say, well, I don't have those issues. Wonderful. That's great. I love that. But let me let me run through that we're thinking like this as much as it's great that you, we don't have those issues. We don't want to cause those issues with someone else. Or you might have those issues with a mother-father relationship in a way you don't realize. Because we, 
all of our relationships, everybody has a mom, uh, has a mother. Biologically, we all came from a mother and a father. So what about, let me go through a list here. What about in-laws? How do you get along with your in-laws? Do you, do you realize if you're married, you realize you and your spouse are one, and you need to honor their parents, their father and mother. You need to help them honor their parents. Even if they don't, you need to set an example for them and help them honor their mother and father. Grandparents. I've, you see a, you see a, oftentimes maybe it's a young parent or, or maybe not, but you see a parent dishonor their parents in front of their own kids. They dis, they, they dis, disrespect grandma and grandpa in front of the kids. And then the kids disrespect mom and dad. Mom and dad go, I can't believe my kids are disrespecting me. Where did they get this from? And inside, I'm wanting to go, I, I know, I know where they got that from. They're just following your example. If you don't honor your father and mother, how are your kids going to know to honor you? Kids don't, kids need examples. They're, they're going to follow whatever example you give them, good or bad. Separated or divorced parents. It is scary common how much a separated mom and dad will trash the other parent in front of the kids. And when you do that, that deprives that child. That child grows up not honoring their father and mother and not getting the benefit of God's blessing that he's put on that. And I know even saying that, it's so tempting. It's, it's so relatably human to say within our ego, those different relationships, to say, well, I feel like I need to defend myself against that other, my child's other parent. Or I feel like I need to defend myself against criticisms from my in-laws. Or I need to defend myself from this or that. And you may look at those uh, those other parties and say they don't deserve that honor, but then you think that's the wrong question. The question is not does that other does your child's other parent deserve honor? The question is do you want your child to be blessed by that blessing that comes from honoring their father and mother? It takes on a very different tone then. It goes from are people doing what I think they should be doing for me to honor them to wait am I causing am I causing somebody to lose out on that blessing be deprived from that blessing of honoring their father and mother because of how I'm treating them and let me give you this example and I have and I'm speaking somebody has good relationships with across my my family, my in-laws, all that. I have those good relationships, but I know not, I know not everybody does. And my heart is not, wow, I, you know, it's not, wow, look at me. It's, I want, I want everybody to have that blessing. I don't want anybody to miss out on it. I don't want anybody to be, have that bitterness in them and what that does to you and what that eats away at you. So I, I'm not a dad. I don't have kids. But I have nieces and nephews, and how I treat their parents and how I treat their grandparents matters to me, because I want to set a good example for my nieces. 
they, that they think, well, I want them to honor their parents. I want them to honor their grandparents. I want them to have that blessing. So how I interact with them matters. And say, it's not my father and mother. I, I don't take that command as just, just for me. It matters for those kids too. So how I interact with them, the rest of the family matters. And the example I set matters. Whether, regardless of what other people are doing, that matters. And I'm going to close with this last verse, and I really encourage us to take some prayer time. I know it's just a heavy message. This is not a. This is not the, uh, not the Mother's Day message I would have thought I would bring even a week ago. But this is what the Lord's given me. Let's look at Ephesians chapter six again. And close with this. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and you may enjoy a long life on the earth. And that's what I want to challenge today is that we don't miss out on things going well with us and enjoying long life on the earth. We don't miss out on God's blessing and that we don't cause other people to miss out on God. We don't cause other people to miss out on God's blessing. So I'm going to pray, and I'm going to ask, honestly, and you could not wish for a safer environment than what's here. We, this, is a, this is a family. We love each other. If you need any prayer, if you want to pray now, if you want to talk later or something, but please don't let this continue to be unresolved. If there are mom issues dad issues, family issues, if you're realizing you need to do reconcile with other family members because of what example you're setting for their kids, any of that, I'm going to invite you to come up with to come up for prayer. I encourage you to do so. I'm going to pray. We're going to have a worship song. And we're, we're going to take our time if we need to. But this is very important. We want to get this resolved. So let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for what you've done, Lord. Lord, we do not want any hidden corner, any hidden shadow that allows bitterness and pain to stay because we love each other too much for that, Lord. And you love us too much for that. So, Lord, we shine a light. We shine your light into every corner of our hearts, Lord, where there may be bitterness hiding, especially, Lord, in the area towards moms. Lord, we thank you so much, Lord, for the concept of moms, but we know the reality that not we flawed human beings who have not always lived up to that. And Lord, we pray for healing today and pray that you expose areas, even if it's hidden to us, Lord, you expose areas of pain that need to be resolved before you today, Lord. And Lord, that we choose far as we're concerned, we're not going to let that type of bitterness, that type of hurt go forward. We're not going to let it harm the next generation. We're not going to let it hurt the children around us, Lord. That we are going to set example and standard of honoring our fathers and mothers, encouraging those around us to honor their fathers and their mothers. And we're going to deal with any pain that's blocking us from doing that. 
Lord, that you are the very one to bring that healing and that deliverance. We thank you, Lord, for that in Jesus' name. Amen. I encourage you as we play, if you want to come up for prayer, you want us to come where you are and pray over you, I'm happy to do so. But let's deal with this before the Lord today. Thank you. 